Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, No Flesh Shall Have Peace. It shall be focused on the study of Jeremiah chapter 12. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we learn in this scripture about how you do not compromise on your word. Also, we learn, Lord, about your compassion, how you said, Father, you will not destroy them to a pulp, and how, Lord, that you shall have compassion on them and bring them again, every man to his heritage and every man to his land. We thank thee, Father, that this is the same story for our salvation, how none of us were deserving your grace, but out of your love and passion you came and redeemed us. So we pray, help us, Father, to extend the same grace to others. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Jeremiah chapter 12. Jeremiah 12. Righteous art thou, O Lord, when I plead with thee. Yet let me talk with thee of thy judgments. Wherefore doth the way of the wicked prosper? Wherefore are all they happy that deal very treacherously? Thou hast planted them, yea, they have taken root. They grow, yea, they bring forth fruit. Thou art near in their mouth and far from their reins. But thou, O Lord, knowest me. Thou hast seen me and tried mine heart toward thee. Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter. How long shall the land mourn, and the herbs of every field wither? For the wickedness of them that dwell therein, the beasts are consumed, and the birds, because they said, He shall not see our last end. If thou hast run with the footmen, and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with horses? And if in the land of peace wherein thou trustedst, they wearied thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of Jordan? For even thy brethren, and the house of thy father, even they have dealt treacherously with thee, yea, they have called a multitude after thee. Believe them not, though they speak fair words unto thee. I have forsaken mine house, I have left mine heritage. I have given the dearly beloved of my soul into the hand of her enemies. Mine heritage is unto me as a lion in the forest. It crieth out against me. Therefore have I hated it. Mine heritage is unto me as a speckled bird. The birds round about are against her. Come ye, assemble all the beasts of the field. Come to devour. Many pastors have destroyed my vineyard. They have trodden my portion underfoot. They have made my pleasant portion a desolate wilderness. They have made it desolate, and being desolate, it mourneth unto me. The whole land is made desolate, because no man layeth it to heart. The spoilers are come upon all high places through the wilderness, for the sword of the Lord shall devour from the one end of the land even to the other end of the land. No flesh shall have peace. They have sown wheat, but shall reap thorns. They have put themselves to pain, but shall not profit. 
and they shall be ashamed of your revenues because of the fierce anger of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord against all mine evil neighbors that touch the inheritance, which I have caused my people Israel to inherit. Behold, I will pluck them out of their land, and pluck out the house of Judah from among them. And it shall come to pass after that I have plucked them out, I will return, and have compassion on them, and will bring them again every man to his heritage, and every man to his land. And it shall come to pass if they will diligently learn the ways of my people to swear by my name, the Lord liveth, as they taught my people to swear by Baal, then shall they be built in the midst of my people. But if they will not obey, I will utterly pluck up and destroy that nation, saith the Lord. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, Christ is the Mystery of God Revealed. This was preached in 1963 on July the 28th. We'll begin at paragraph 545 up to paragraph 626. I trust you find it to be a blessing. See, Lucifer at the beginning, his purpose and heart was to achieve a brighter and greater thing in heaven than Christ had. Is that right? By seemingly a more cultured, more beautiful, more splendor than the kingdom of Christ. Do you think we'll have automobiles in the millennium and airplanes? See what Lucifer's doing? Now, the big, fancy, intellectual denominations are doing the very same thing, gathering themselves together to do the same thing. See? They are gathering and denominating themselves, each one trying to beat the other, and now they've got so much splendor, they don't know what to do but to unite it with the Catholic Church. Lucifer again building a bigger kingdom to push out people that don't believe in denominations and even take their church buildings and make storerooms, and the pastors of such has no rights at all. And a man that is a God-sent man would never stand in a denomination after hearing this or seeing it. If he's got enough to go out and look at it, certainly. I don't say that critically. I say it truthfully. To see that revealed. Notice, in this last days, Lucifer's doing the same thing. Can you see it? The devil doing the same thing, building up a hybrid church, a hybrid by hybrid members, hybrid by knowledge instead of the word, by intellectual man instead of born again man, building an intellectual kingdom that'll outshine Christ's little bitty flock. See, what is it that did that? Fallen angels. The Bible said it was fallen angels who listened to Lucifer instead of Christ who they once belonged to. Is that right? Now listen close. Fallen angels. What kind of angels? Luther, Wesley, Catholic, Pentecostals who kept not their first estate like the angels did and has fell into organization like Lucifer's main hope at Nicaea. And what have they done? Organized a great ecumenical association of ministers to make an image unto the beast, as the Bible said, and building a Christian economy that will close the doors of this church and others like it. See Lucifer at his work? 
I'm trying to bring you the threefold revelation or mystery of God. What did they do? Sold out to reasonings of wisdom and education like Eve did. Fallen angels did. Wesley was a man of God. But what followed him? Four angels got into it. What was the angels first? Created beings of God, but fell for Lucifer's wisdom. Fell for Lucifer, Lucifer's wisdom. And you see what? They become fallen angels. And organizations from man of God who's went forth to establish truths in the earth. Before that truth could go on and proclamate and get on to the real revelation of Christ, fallen angels come in and took it over and made denominations out of it. That's the reason the revelation of the seven seal mystery had to be unfolded. Amen. 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 Now you see it? What they left off, if Luther would have went on, it had been here. If Wesley would have went on, if Pentecost would have gone, what would they have done? Now, there's only one thing can happen. There has to be a message at the end time when there is nothing else can follow it. And now the ecumenical world has set up such a regime that there can be no denomination and no, nothing else follow it. You're either in it or you're not in it. Amen. The fruit is in the top of the tree. And the light is shining on that predestinated fruit and it's just ripening into Christ-like fruit. Bringing forth the same mellowness and sweetness and the same spirit that he had in him. Hope you see it. See, I, I try to put too much in one day. I'll wear you out. So, they sold out to reasonings. Sold out to reasonings of denomination. If I can just belong to this, the, the mayor goes to this church. If I can be a Methodist or a Presbyterian, just look where they've gone. Now, I've just explained them limbs are pruned off. They're dead. They're not connected with Christ anymore. They'd be bringing the same life. They're not connected with it. But they're, they're like a citrus fruit. Any citrus fruit will live on a citrus tree, but it'll bring its own fruit. You put a grapefruit in an orange tree, it'll live by the orange tree, but it'll bring forth grapefruit. You put a lemon in there, it's a citrus fruit, it'll bring forth an old sour lemon. But it's living all of the life, and that's what denominations are doing by, under the name of the church. It's the bride. That's the original tree, the original spirit, the revelation. It comes from Christ, not the denomination, Christ. Notice. What the denomination tried to do? Exalt itself. Like Lucifer, they so call themselves the church, the bride, which they are in Revelation 17, as this spoke of, the false bride. Above Christ's little flock, the bride, Lucifer thinks and exalts himself above the humble word of God's truth by the knowledge of the revelation, and has placed himself by seminary education and theology until they have got themselves up, and if you don't belong in their group, then you are an outwash, like Lucifer did in the beginning. Saying to the people just exactly what Lucifer said to Eve, Surely God will receive us. We feed the poor. That's good. Surely He will receive us. We are a great denominational. We are a beautiful church. Well, look at our great buildings. Look at our great membership. We stand in the millions. Surely God will not turn that group down. The same thing that Cain did. Brought in the pretty fruits from the ground that he had tilled and toiled and worked and brought in the fruits and rejected the humble blood of the Lamb. 
God have mercy that men and women will not think I'm saying this to exalt something or some personal revelation or something. I'm only telling you the truth. Amen. Can't you see what they're doing? Yes, amen. I speak it loud and harsh, but you've got to drive a nail to the clinches if it's going to do any good. Because yeah. you'll see it. Now, saying to the people, surely, you mean to tell me that our great Catholic Church has stood all this time, our great Methodist, and our, look at our forefathers. But they broke the word of the Lord. And Eve was God's, one of his, she was a byproduct of Adam. And because she doubted one word of God's word, it did it. And here's Lucifer at his job again today. And remember, the Antichrist is not communism. The Antichrist is so close like the real thing till it deceived the very elected if it was possible, Jesus said, Matthew 24. The elected if it was possible. Lucifer. Again, Lucifer again is breaking God's unity in man by his... his Limiting the Word of God to his reasonings. What he thinks is right and what he thinks, he breaks the Word of God. And the same thing he did in the days of Jesus. And Jesus said, you by your traditions has made the Word of God of no effect. And the denominations by their organized uh, intellectual reasonings has made God's Word of no effect upon the people. Right. They just can't see it. Then they say, where is the God of the Bible? (laughs) He's right here. He's the Bible. That's what he is. Notice. Now, Lucifer comes in the cunningness and breaks the unity of God to man just like he did in Eden by great temptations of promises of self-power and exaltations. Well, you might become a bishop if you just stay with us. You might become a district presbyter. Why would you go to something like that, see? That's Pentecostal. The Catholic and so forth, see? A great false promise to man to receive power outside the word and promise of God. You receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Not when you become a bishop or a deacon or whatever you are. Amen. But Lucifer's at his job again. Does this church understand that? Raise your hand so I'll see that. All right. I won't stay with it any longer then. Breaking from apart from the word of God. See? He did the same at Nicaea, Rome. You know what Constantine gave them? You went through the church ages. He get, they didn't have nothing but just Christ. And they sat in the little buildings anywhere they could on hard rock floor. You know that if you talk to the Nicaea Council and the pre-Nicaea Council and the Nicaea Fathers and so forth in the history of the church, they had nothing. But when they had this council and inducted some of the Roman paganism into Christianity and put holy men and bishops and so forth and popes and all this kind of nonsense, what did Constantine give them? I asked any theologian to tell me. He gave them property. He gave them freedom and all that they wanted. And they swapped the word of God for the wisdom and culture of man. And that's the same thing Lucifer did then. He did in the Garden of Eden. And they died right there. The Pentecostal church died at Nicaea, Rome. But to be resurrected in the bride tree in the last days. Notice, Lucifer comes in conning like he did then. And by temptations and false promises of power apart from the Word of God. He did the same at Nicaea, Rome. He's doing the same today at the World Council of Ecumenical Churches. 
Let's all unite together. The Pope says, I want all my economical brethren out there to unite with me. We're one. That's right. In organizations, you are one. But that has nothing to do with the bride of Christ. Not a thing, brother. You'll never wash her in anything like that. Now, it is promised in the last days that the original faith in the same to be restored to the children of God at the time of the bride tree. Malachi 4. God said before the world burns up with fire, Behold, I send to you Elijah the prophet, and he will restore the faith of the children. Amen. Now, that wasn't the first Elijah to come. No, no. Now, we don't teach your Elijah's mantle and Elijah's blankets and all those things like that. We just teach the Word of God. See? That's what he said. See, we got all kind of a Elijah this and Elijah that, which is nonsense. That's, that's, we know that. That's, I'm not talking about that. And you're spiritual-minded to understand. See, it's a late hour. It's getting late and can't put it all on this tape, of course. Now, the promise in the last days. Now, if the, Jesus said, and, and Matthew, I believe the 11th chapter... Uh, the 6th chapter, and 11, no, it's 11th chapter and about the 6th verse, when John sent his disciples over there to see if he really was the one. Jesus said, who did you go out to see? A uh, 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 wind, a uh, reed that's shaken by the wind? Did you go out to see such and such, he said, or did you go to see a prophet? He said, more than a prophet. John was more than a prophet. He was the messenger of the covenant. And he said, if you can receive it, this is he which is spoke of of the prophets, I'll send my messenger before my face. Now that's Malachi 3, not Malachi 4. Because the Elisha that was to come in Malachi 4, the earth was to be burnt with a fervent heat, and the righteous was to walk out in the millennium upon the ashes of the wicked. So it is not that one. See, now we see the promise being fulfilled. Christ, the true headship, going in coming in his bride, doing the same works that he did at the beginning, and making ready and fulfilling his word, as he did at first in John 14, 12, he that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also. Then the head and the body are becoming one in works and in sign and in life. Vindicated by God himself through his promised word for the last days. He promised this in the last days. Now, if you're spiritual, you'll catch it. Then we can see that the marriage supper is at hand. Now, if I never see you again, remember, the marriage supper is at hand. And then the kingdom, according to the promise, is ready to be issued in the great millennium, the taking up of the church and the destroying of the wicked, and the world under the sixth seal to be purified by volcanic, to take all the corruption and sin of the world and to mold her out again and bring forth a bright new millennium for the age that is to come. When we see all these great threefold revelation, God in Christ, Christ in the church, the kingdom coming, Adam and Eve redeemed back to the Garden of Eden in the representation of Christ and his bride. And then the kingdom is going to be restored according to his promise. Praise be to God. Now, by the revelation of the threefold mystery, the secret, and by the personal, vindicated word, by his original headship. Not say, well, glory to God, we shout hallelujah, we sing, that ain't it. I'm a missionary. I've been seven times uh, practically over the world. 
I've seen heathens, devils, and everything else dance and shout. I've seen all kinds of fleshly manifestations. That's carnal. But I'm talking about the headship of Christ. Notice. Being personally identified by the original headship, we have the answer to the devil's question. <laughs> Glory! We have the answer to the devil's question. He, Christ, is risen and has paid the price and raising up the head of the body. The devil can't stand it. That's the reason these economical kingdoms are setting up. That's the reason they're all coming into what they're doing now. The devil, that's the reason he's howling the way he is. His wickedness has been, his scheme has been uncovered by the risen, resurrected Christ in the headship over his body. You think I'm beside myself or not? We've got the devil's answer. Not me that liveth, but Christ the Word living in me. Not my idea, it's his power. Not my idea, it's his word. He promised it. Here it is. He said it would be here. Here it is. We got his answer. Christ is risen and has paid the price for our redemption. What God in Christ manifested, he gave that flesh that and blood that in the blood might come the life and the flesh be redeemed. That that God in this redeemed flesh could manifest his word for the day as he did in that day. Glory. You see it? Oh, my. When can I stop? Notice it. Man, we stand justified in the presence of God as a drop of ink dropping into a... uh, a tub full of bleach, you'll never find the stain of the ink no more. It went somewhere. It'll never come back again. And when man is truly redeemed, that predestinated seed that sees it and accepts it, his sins are demolished. It's gone. It's separated. It's dropped into the ink of the, of the blood of Jesus Christ and it's never to be remembered. God forgets it and he stands as a son and daughter of God in the presence of God. Amen. Now we are the sons of God. Not we will be, we are. Now we're redeemed. We have Satan's answer. God's vindicated himself. God proved himself to his promise in this day. Hallelujah. The headship is here. Amen. Amen. Christ, the risen Lord, is here in the same power of his resurrection that he ever was manifesting himself. There's the devil's answer. That's the reason when this man sitting here dropped dead the other day, sitting here, we can say, come back, life. Because the Holy Spirit said so. That's why I could do that little baby under Mexico had been dead for about 15 hours. When the vision comes, and said, call it back to that life. He said, let the little baby live. And the baby that the doctors wrote a statement died at 9 o'clock that morning and at 11 o'clock that night come back to life and live in the day. What is it? Not the people. The headship and the body has become one unit. It's God manifested in his people. That's the reason the husband and wife is no longer twain. They're one. God in his church is one. Christ in you. God's great revelation. Glory 
to God even bearing his name. His name is Jesus. The anointed. The reason he's called Jesus, he is the anointed. It's the anointed body of Christ. Proving, manifesting God like that body did. And that body redeemed every of these bodies. And through there, God works his threefold manifestation going to the kingdom. Risen, paid the price. We're redeemed. God's proved it, vindicated it. And we stand justified in Christ before him because he cannot pass judgment for he's already judged that body and which I'm a part of. What a, how am I a part of it? Here it is. It's in me. My, you abide me and my words to you. That's what you say. Ask the Father anything in my name. It'll be done because it's there. Justified. Glory to God. Oh, if I can get the world to see that. Why, there you are. There's the body of Christ living. Standing redeemed. Redeemed. Oh, my, justified in his sight. Why are we justified? We are his victory. The church is his victory. We come forth in this last days with this glorious gospel showing his victory. He died for this purpose, and we are a proof of his victory. Amen. When we see him coming down and living among the church, that's his victory. Shows that he couldn't keep him in the grave, neither can they keep us. And we're already potentially arise because we've raised from dead unbelief in his word, from the nomination creeds to the eternal word of the eternal God, which is him himself, working through us. Manifesting himself that he is the same yesterday, day, and forever. And then the word moves on down into the body from the head. What is it? The same word. Nothing can be added or taken from it. So that same word moves from the head as the day comes close down into the body. Down into the body. Vindicating that they are one. They are husband and wife. The flesh of his flesh, word of his word. Life of his life, spirit of his spirit, see. Amen. How do you know it? Bears the same record, same fruit, same word. See? Manifest Christ. Same life, same God, same spirit, same word, same book. Amen. Same sign. Things that I do shall you also. Oh, hallelujah. My, notice the vindicated word in his body is his very victory and the reason of his death. See, the death, not in the spirit. When he died, he only died in the flesh. His spirit went to hell and preached to the souls in prison. Is that right? His flesh only died. Then he raised it up again and quickened it. Quickened means made alive his flesh, which was his body. And that's the word. It's being laid dead for years. But it gradually begin to come in the Reformation, and now she's standing up on her feet. Oh, I wish I had time to go back into Ezekiel and pull out them dry bones and show you. He said, can these bones live again? He said, prophesy. How can prophecy come only through the prophet? It's the word of the Lord. Hear ye dry bones, the word of the Lord. And Sibiu's skin come up on him and it stood up a mighty army and they're going to march toward Zion. Glory to God. That's him. That's him. The victory. The ransom of the Lord shall come to Zion and the joy. All these holy mountains, nothing hurt or shall destroy. He proves his resurrected life as he vindicates himself. She, the bride, 
is independent from all others. She's an independent woman. A great speckled bird. <laughs> That's different from all others. You remember the Bible on that? The great speckled bird. But she had his name. She had his life. For the, how did they speckle the bird? They were both white. And then they pulled the head off of one bird and drained the blood out upon the other bird. And the other bird was speckled with the red blood and it flopped its wings like this and the blood cried, Holy, 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 as it bathed the ground. So Christ, the dead mate, put his blood, his blood from his life, into us, carrying his blood, crying, Holy, 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 unto the Lord. It's an odd-looking bird, sure is. But she, the bride, is, uh, is identified by him. And she's independent from all others. Keep thee only unto her as long as you both live. Keep thee only to him, the word. No, no adultery. Not one sign of denomination. Not one sign of creed. No adultery at all. The word and him alone. On Christ the solid rock I stand all over the grounds of sinking sand. Said Eddie Pruitt. That's it, Christ the word. He was the word. He is the word. And the church becomes word by him making her part of him. And that's the word again. Personally, identified by him, his property alone, his property alone, she is redeemed by him, through him, for him, and for him alone. That's right. Then, what the devil is telling about <laughs> that's been revealed. We're in a dangerous time. Remember, the Scripture says, when these things begin to happen, time is no more. She's fading away. When we see the manifestation, earthquakes, see them thousands killed the other day, earthquakes in diverse places, set fearful sights in the skies, pillars of fire, like floating around like flying saucers, they don't know what it is. They don't have any idea. Did you notice the angels that come down and investigated Sodom before Sodom was destroyed? You remember that? There was a bunch of them come down, three of them. One of them stayed with Abraham. You remember that? They were lights from heaven. It came down in the investigating judgment. One's, look where they're all found around the Pentagon and things they find them. That's the world judgment, Sodom. And there's one represented, will be represented amongst the churches, be Christ himself, vindicating himself. See? Sights on the, in the heavens above and signs in the earth below. Certainly identified. Oh, the devil's howling about this. The manifested truth of the promise of the Word. In her alone. They don't have the answer. When Jesus come, what did those Pharisees? He said, if I cast out devils by the finger of God, who do you cast them out by? He stood alone. And his church stands alone. She's not hooked with nothing. But he was identified by God, being the body that God dwelt in, and the church is identified by his body doing the same thing. She is his body, the manifested truth of his promised word for the last days, and she and she alone stands by it. That's why the devil is howling these great organizations set up something to close her up. They'll never do it. She'll be taken up, not closed up. Amen. She is now risen, and by the power of the vindicated word promised to her, Amen. 
how a bride holds that promise. Amen. He told me he'd return after me. I believe it. Amen. Yes, sir. To meet her headship, her Redeemer, her husband, her King, her Lord, her lover, her Savior. In the provided meeting place. He's got a place to meet him. You know, he, uh, the bridegroom don't leave out nothing. He's got the ring, the identification. He's got the robe that she wears, her clothing, see? And he's got the provided place to meet her that's in the air. <laughs> Everything is being all provided. He's got the wedding supper already set, guests already invited, already chosen. All the angels are standing around his servants at attention. Oh, oh there's going to be a meeting in the air. In that sweet, sweet by and by, I'm going to meet you, go to meet you over there in that home beyond the sky. Such singing ever heard, ever heard by mortal ear. It'll be glorious, I do declare. And God's own Son, He will be the leading one. Full manifestation of God at that meeting in the air. Oh, my. Watch his vindication down. You've heard this her story told Moses in the bulrush. You have heard of fearless David and his slain. You've heard the story told of dreaming Joseph of Daniel and the lions we often sing. Oh, there's many, many others vindicated in the Bible. I long to meet them all, I do declare. And by the Lord, let us meet them at that meeting in the air. For there's going to be a meeting in the air, in that sweet, sweet by and by. I'm going to meet you, greet you over there in that home beyond the sky. So singing every herd has been heard by mortal ears. It'll be glorious, I do declare. And God's own Son will be that leading one at that meeting in the Don't you love that? Amen. Now, the threefold purpose of His great mystery of revelation has been revealed. He is the main one. That's so on. Oh, my. Let's sing it. I just ain't preach no more. <laughs> I feel so good. See? Oh, there's going to be a meeting in the air, in the sweet, sweet by and by. And I'm going to meet you, greet you over there in that home beyond the sky. So singing every herd has been heard by mortal ear. It'll be glorious, I do declare. And God's own Son, He'll be leading one at that meeting in the air. Are you going? Amen. By the grace of God, by the grace of God. Oh, my. You have heard a little Moses in the bulrush. You have heard a fearless David. And his, that's all types. You have heard the story told of dreaming Joseph and of Daniel and the lines we often sing. Oh, there's many, many others in the Bible, which is him. And I long to meet them all, I do declare. By and by, the Lord let us meet them at that meeting. But there's one main one. Oh, there's going to be a meeting in the air, in the sweet, sweet by and by. I'm going to meet you, I'll greet you over there in that home beyond the sky. 
sucks. Singing every heard has been heard by mortal ears. It'll be glorious, I do declare. And God's own son, he'll be that meeting one. At that meeting in the air. Now we're going to meet one of those. That's all the Methodists and Baptists and whatever you are. It's born to get the Spirit of God. Shake one of those hands with his thing. Oh, there's going And greet you over there in that home beyond the sky. Such singing every heard has been heard by mortal ears. It'll be glorious on duty For God's own son will be the leading one at that meeting in the air. Oh, that's wonderful. See? See what he will be. Now look. We just got to close, friends. It's nearly 2 o'clock. Right. We'll we be at supper. I just got page after page of this yet, see? So we're just going to have to close on this. There's no end to it. It's a revelation. It's eternal. It's God's words eternal. Look, but the threefold purpose of God's great mystery is revealed. God manifested in Christ. Christ manifested in the church in order to redeem the lost Eve back to the original condition. Amen. Oh, my God. Oh, there's going to be some great times on that day. Amen. It's right away. We believe it. Don't you believe it? Amen. I just think of that song. Every time I think about it, he had vindicated himself in Daniel and in Moses and in Jeremiah. What were they? The prophets, which the Word came to. See? Them great men. See? You've heard the story told of dreaming Joseph, you see? Daniel in the lion's den and all these other ones, you know? They're that, what were they? Prophets. See? Yes. But the main one, God was just temporarily typing in them. He typed himself in Adam, knowing what was right, but walked out to redeem his wife because she was wrong. Christ didn't have to be sin, but he walked out and took sin to redeem his lost child. See? See? He typed himself and Moses in the bulrush, and you've heard of fearless David, and he's slain you. Yeah. You've heard the story told of dreaming Joseph the prophet and of Daniel and the lions we often sing. Oh, there's many, many others in the Bible. And I, they are the Bible. Amen. And I, they're all manifested in Him. See, without Him, they're all gone. Amen. And I have to become part of that to be Him. Amen. Amen. And I long to meet them. All I do declare, that's right. But God's own Son, He'll be that leading one. At the meeting in the air. Yes. Hebrews 11 said, They could not be perfect without us. Hands and feet cannot be perfect without the brains, the knowledge, the head, and so forth. See? And we're all perfected in Him. So by one Spirit, we're all baptized into one body, free from judgment, past the sin unto death. Amen. God's own Son will be the leading one at that meeting in the air. Do you love Him? As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee, Lord, that who is like unto Thee, O Lord, among the gods. We thank Thee, Father, for speaking to us out of Thy word. We pray, Father, may You help us to not compromise in Your word or move to the left or to the right, but to stay with it and walk into those, in, in those bloody footprints where, Father, You left the trail for us to, to follow. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.